0: Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Why was it so easy to believe bad things about what you thought you knew, and so much harder to believe good things? about what you couldn't know for sure. Carol Dunbar, The Net Beneath Us. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week, we're spontaneously back chatting around the kids' table. As you now know, one of our main goals for 2022 is to grow the show to 10,000 listeners. And right now, we're a community of about seven to 8,000, which is beyond what I could have imagined way back in 2014 when From the Front Porch began. The best way to grow the show, and by extension, to grow the reach of our independent books through the bookshelf, is to have listeners leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, Scroll down until you see Write a Review and tell us what you think. Here's a recent review from Jen Cam 22 I was looking for a podcast that gives honest book reviews, and surprisingly enough, that was a difficult task. Then I came upon Annie's podcast, and it feels like I'm having coffee and talking about books with friends. Everything about From the Front Porch is cozy and delightful, from the introductory sounds of the porch swing to the inclusion of what is Annie reading at the end. Annie makes Thomasville sound so lovely that it is now my dream to retire there and spend my days at the bookshelf. Thomasville would love to have you, Jen. Thank you so much for your lovely and kind review. Don't forget to leave your own review for From the Front Porch on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Ashley. Welcome back to the
1: kids' table. Thanks. How's it going?
0: We normally do this quarterly. And so we normally do this in line with the seasons. So, winter, spring, summer, fall, like the Gilmore girls. And It's not fall yet, but the episode topic I had picked for us to record this week, I have now moved uh, to, it is going to be a topic for our live podcast that we're recording during the reader retreat uh, this weekend. And so that's what we're going to be doing for reader retreat weekend. And also I had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) That too. And also I had COVID and... I wanted, you know, to get an episode out into the world. I, I did. I have officially tested negative. I am feeling a little bit better, though. you can probably maybe, I feel like when I watch shows, you can always tell when somebody's sick, you know, like you watch an episode of Parks and Rec, you're like, mm, Amy Poehler sounds congested. Yes. <laughs> and So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, mm, Annie's voice sounds different, that's because I've had COVID and I'm still a little congested, but I did test negative. We're recording today. Because I did want to put an episode out into the world, but I wanted a low-key episode that I wouldn't have to think too much about. And therefore, we're just going to talk about the... We're going to talk about stuff around the kids' table. We're just going (laughs) to chat.
1: I am nothing if not low key. But also side note, props to you. I don't I would like to know if people can tell if your voice is different because the second you started the intro, I was like, okay, she has she's turned it on. Like just (laughs) like normal. (laughs) Whatever it
0: takes, baby. I feel like I do sound different, but I don't know. It you know, to your own head, what 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 does your own head know? I don't know. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about what we've been reading, watching, listening to, but it's not going to be Seasonal specific. Like this is, we're calling this late summer. Maybe perhaps I'll even call it COVID tide. Late summer and COVID tide. (laughs) Like here's what we've been reading, watching, and listening to. I also thought it would be fun to record this episode. So if you, like me, wind up being quarantined with COVID for a week, this will give you some things to watch and listen to and read because I did consume a lot of media over the last Mm -hmm. six or seven days. It's really. It's kind of shameful, except except it's not because what else are you going to do when you're stuck in a bedroom for <laughs> hours on it? <laughs>
1: this is this is perfect because some of my things fall right in line with like 2020 vibes. Okay, great. okay, <laughs>
0: great. Um, why don't we do what you've been reading? How many you got? What do you you want me to go first? You
1: to go first? Oh, I can do two to three. Okay, I've got two. Me first? Yeah. Okay, firstly, I read The Work Wife by Alison B. Hart. Yay! It was an ARC that you gave to me. It came out in July, and it's, um, did you, you didn't read it, did you?
0: I haven't read it. I've got the audiobook downloaded, but I haven't listened to it.
1: Okay, I actually loved this book, but it kind of gets mixed-ish reviews on the internet. But it's multiple perspectives and uh, celebrity behind the scenes. So, which I signed me up all day, every day for (laughs) celebrity behind the scenes. There's this movie writer, director guy um, who kind of had a thing with this other lady and this, uh, his assistant kind of like gets involved, but not really romantically, just like she's so deep in his life. She just finds some things out. She's also like kind of a wannabe movie person. The plot's juicy. It's good. And it also kind of it deals with the uh, hypocrisy and sexism in Hollywood, though it is all okay. fiction. Um, I think I think you would enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. It's it's a fun beach read if you're going to trying to squeeze in one last beach trip of the summer.
0: That's right, because it's still summer, friends. I know a lot of people are back to school, but it is still I'm. It's summer here until it's honestly it's summer here until Halloween, but. We're going to give it, we're going to at least give it till Labor Day. I've decided I'm, I can't, it's still summer here. I can't put out a pumpkin yet. No judgment if you do, but it's still summer. Okay. I read a book called The Net Beneath Us. This is by Carol Dunbar. It's the book from which the quote came at the top of the episode. And I really liked this book. It's an ARC that I received. I believe this book comes out in mid-September, early October. And I do think it reads like a fall book. So if you are prepping for your fall reading list, I do think this should be included in it. So, and I could not find a ton of reviews online, like critical reviews. So I don't know what the critics are going to think about this book, but I really liked it. So it's about a woman who her husband, this is no spoilers, her husband dies within the first opening few pages of the book. And her husband has lived off the grid. She and her husband have lived off the grid in a house they've built together. And now she has their two children and she has to decide, is she going to continue living off the grid and kind of being this self-reliant, almost Thoreau type person, even though she no longer has her main support system. And the book goes through the four seasons so it starts in fall and then works its way its way to the fall of the following year so it goes um, fall, winter, spring, summer and fall again and I thought this was going to be like a really beautiful nature story and there is some great nature writing in this book I think you would like those parts of it especially but it's really about in my mind it's about a family and about grief and it's about watching this woman cycle through different patterns of grief, coming to terms with the death of her husband and also trying to figure out how she's going to be a person um, and how she's going to be a mom in light of her husband's death. So I really liked it. I went in kind of expecting it to be more of a survivalist story, but it's not. It's really a story about a family and a story about grief and losing someone and then figuring out who you are. Interestingly, Carol Dunbar, who wrote the book, I think lives in Wisconsin and she and her family live off the grid, which I'm very Ooh. curious to her definition of off the grid and what that means, because she is a writer and I think she contributes to some radio shows in Wisconsin. But I always think that means that an author knows of which she speaks. And so that was interesting to me that Carol Dunbar also has kind of some survivalist experiences and Again, I thought there was going to be more of that in the book, but I really wound up liking what the book was instead. I really, I really appreciated it. I thought the writing was great. It's a debut novel um, out mid-September, early October. It's called The Net Beneath Us by Carol Dunbar.
1: Can you be off the grid, but also have an Instagram account? Because I would love to follow her on Instagram to see how she lives off the grid.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I can't figure out because she does like, I'm like, ooh, off the grid, meaning you used a typewriter to write this. <laughs> Or, or off the grid, meaning you don't have the internet does off the grid mean you have no running water. Like, I'm not really sure people's
1: different definitions. I feel like I need to do some more research, but I work, I work with someone who's like trying to go off the grid and she, like, she still needs air conditioning and stuff. I think like, Mm -hmm. um, and this is purely just like off of me stalking her social media. She still uses (laughs) air conditioning and has the internet, obviously, But, like, she has a garden and is, like, in the process of, like, I don't know, doing stuff to, like, raise her own chickens and other animals for meat and whatever. It's quite fascinating.
0: I just feel like there's a difference between air quotes living off the land and then air quotes living off the grid. Fair. Because off the grid to me means, did you read Educated many years ago? Yes. Yes that's off the grid, like where you don't have a social security card or you, I don't know, it's or allowed? you, you're, not really. I don't I don't think it's allowed, but I don't know. I just, I feel like off the grid means the government no has that no record. Yeah. We have no record of you. So if you have the internet, are you off the grid? That's my, that's my question.
1: If you have the internet, are you off the grid? Okay. I don't How know. I know. That, that's fair. That's fascinating though. It was a great book. Uh, what are you? What else are you reading? <laughs> okay, next one. This is my 2020 vibes book. Okay, it's called Florida Woman by Deb Rogers. I picked it up when I was in Nashville at Parnassus, and I was a little unsure about it because it had a blurb from Joe Exotic, aka the Tiger King, on the back. First of all, is he not in prison? How did he? How did they get a blurb from the Tiger King? How did that happen? <laughs> I think that's crazy. Um second, I have not finished this book. Okay, but I would like to and despite my having not finished it and being early into it, it's a page turner. Okay. Like, if you okay, I don't think it would be for you if you did not find Tiger King fascinating or entertaining in some way because it's very weird and it's mm-hmm. very much, you know, a Florida man committed some bizarre crime only Florida woman but it's got twists and turns. There's a jaw drop moment uh, that I know of that I have not gotten to yet. It's a little bit uh, cultish. It's about, it's this girl goes to live um, in an off the grid place. That's like a monkey farm type deal. Okay. I believe in somewhere near or in Ocala, Florida, which is another element that I love. I love anything said in Florida. And I believe the author, Deb Rogers, is from St. Augustine.
0: I was going to say, I think she is from Florida because that's always my red flag. Like, are you writing about this place that you've never visited or are you or do you get it? And I think she gets it. Like, I think I saw that she is from Florida.
1: From what I have read so far, she gets it. She talks about uh, the foliage. Um, in a way that only a Floridian can, and about the sweat and humidity that we <laughs> experienced if you have lived in Florida. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very interesting. I would love to know your thoughts on it if you ever get to pick it up.
0: So I'm pretty sure Keila read this book and really liked it, and I have been intrigued partly yes, because of the weird blurbs, but also it almost looks like a Carl Hiaasen book. And I have not read a ton of Carl Hiaasen, but that's kind of the vibes to me is this other person, now a woman writing about Florida in the way Carl Hiaasen has always written about Florida. So I don't know. I'm very curious. Please let me know what you think once you finish. Will do. Okay. And then the other book I read while quarantined was Flight by Lynn Steger-Strong. I also would just like to say If you quarantined and could not read, I totally understand and feel for you. I have thoughts about that. Um, My brain weirdly and graciously, miraculously could keep reading. I had no problem reading. I did have problems finishing TV shows, which we'll get to. But uh, I loved that I did not lose my sense of appreciation and ability to follow on books because I was really concerned (laughs) that I was not going to be able to read while quarantined. But I could. And one of the books I read was Flight by Lynn Steger Strong. This is a book I mentioned a few podcast episodes ago uh, when I was talking to Hunter as one of my most anticipated books of the fall. It releases in early November. And I know some of you are groaning that, oh no, it releases (laughs) so much later. Look, it's going to be worth the wait. And I am so grateful that the publisher, actually, I think one of the publisher reps was listening to that podcast episode and sent me an ARC So grateful because it's so good. I loved this book so much. It is. And look, I like that it's not coming out until early to mid November because it's set at Christmas. Um, this family has lost their matriarch. Their matriarch lived in Florida. They are used to going to Florida every year for the holiday season. And instead their mother has died. And so now all of these adult siblings are gathering at the home of one of the siblings who lives in upstate New York, And it very much to me has family stone. It's very reminiscent of the family stone or something like, "Mm, this is where I leave you. Those kind of like dysfunctional family, older siblings, adult siblings trying to figure out what to do after their family leader dies and, and, and who are these people and, And how do they get along in adulthood? I really, really liked that part. You're introduced to the different siblings right off the bat. The author, Lindsay Stayer Strong, kind of introduces them in different vignettes at the very start of the novel. And then the book kind of goes back and forth among their different perspectives. I loved this. All of the characters felt very familiar. If you like books like This Is Where I Leave You or books by Jamie Attenberg or... The movie The Family Stone. I think you'll really like this. I love, as we all know, I love dysfunctional Family Lit. I love literary fiction. This is kind of a beautiful, a beautiful mixture of the of the two of those things. And I really liked it. And the cover is oh, the cover is gorgeous. It's it's so beautiful. It's gonna look beautiful on people's self. So it's flight by Lynn Stager Strong. Held my attention during quarantine. What more could you ask for out of a work of literature?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, any more readings or shall we move on? Well, last one that I read was Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I know everybody else has read that one too, but I wanted to did mention it. Did you like it? Yes, I did. So much. You know, so you good. know it's good. It's about gaming, right? Which and you know, like I I don't care about that, but right. you know it's good when an author can hold your attention and make you love something that you did not care about God. before.
0: Isn't that so true? And I know I know that there are probably contrarians like me out in the world who are like, well, this book is so hyped. I don't want to touch it. Blah, blah. Sometimes books are worth the hype, everybody. Sometimes they are. And I and I, I don't know what to say. Like, I try really hard to not overhype books for this very reason because I myself can occasionally be contrarian and can be like, mm, I'm not reading that. Everybody else has read that. But y'all, sometimes sometimes books are worthy of all the praise they get. And I think tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is one of those. Beautiful. Okay. Let's talk about what we've been watching. Let's do. I want you to know I've watched so many things. I've watched (laughs) so many things because other than sleeping, that's all I've done for the last six days. And I did do a lot of crossword puzzles and I did do, I did finish some books, but most of my time was consumed by watching things. And here's what I will say. I could not watch a lot of TV shows. I really wanted to start, like, a new show and just binge it. Like, I thought, oh, maybe I should try Outlander. Well, you know what I did instead? I watched five seasons of Younger, which I've already seen, at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> Was it worth it? I do think that show is rewatchable. It is very bingeable. I found myself losing interest at the exact same spot I la- lost interest. Did you finish that show? Like, did you watch... Oh, yeah.
1: So you have seen 100%. season six or when did it end? I think it's, I think it ended in with season seven. i think.
0: I'm not sure I finished season seven. And look, I'm, this is not a spoiler free zone folks because this book, this show has been out forever. So I'm sorry, go watch Younger if you want to. <laughs> Spoilers here are going to abound. Look, I lose interest when that brunette comes on the scene and like, she's a politician, she buys out empirical Yeah. And I keep watching, but that's where I lose interest. That's where all of a sudden it starts feeling less bingeable to me. I have always been firmly Team Charles. Who are you? Are you Team Josh or Team Charles?
1: Oh, I don't think I knew you were Team Charles. And I think I have chosen to not choose a team on that one because I love them both.
0: (laughs) I get them both. I think upon rewatch, I'm a little bit like, y'all, this woman is 40. Okay, that's fair.
1: I was about to say, like, one of them makes a whole lot more sense than the other, but I personally find Josh Josh extremely attractive.
0: He is attractive. He's a little too attractive for me, so therefore I don't find him attractive at all. Uh, However, um, I think upon rewatch, I'm like, oh, he's wonderful and adorable, but he clearly wants children, and she does not want children. Like, she has said it more than once. She already has her child. And so I'm like, Josh... Just go be with your Irish girl from Bridgerton. That's the funny thing is now you watch all of these. Now you rewatch the show and I see all these stars of other shows. Now they've gone on to make it big elsewhere, which is kind of fun.
1: Hey, wait, fun fact that I just realized uh, maybe like two days ago. What's the friend's name? The roommate's name that uh, Sutton Foster lives with Maggie, Maggie. Okay. The actress that plays her was also in friends. She did a little cameo in Friends. She was she does. One of the pregnant, one of the pregnant women when Rachel was also pregnant.
0: Yes, she does. Debbie, I think her name's Debbie Mazar or something. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's a cute show. I don't know if I'll like keep I do like I want to know. It finished. Okay. Can I ask you? I think they finished filming during the pandemic. And my understanding was one of my favorite characters whose name I cannot remember. <laughs> who, who does Liza work with? Sun Foster her bo- the actress name is Miriam Shore yeah oh gosh oh, her name
1: oh. she wears these great it. necklaces, she wears the
0: necklaces. <laughs> shoot
1: no no hold on what's her name
0: Miriam Shore I'm gonna look it up Diana Diana thank you
1: Oh I mean, gosh, Thank
0: dynamic. you, <laughs> Diana is my favorite, and I heard she doesn't appear in the final season because they couldn't get her for pandemic filming. That is accurate.
1: I think yeah. she might. I think they might do a video call with her. Maybe I don't remember though.
0: Was it worth watching that last season to at least wrap it all up?
1: Um. Yeah, it's closure. Okay. And you know, Sutton Foster. Anything with Sutton Foster is worth watching.
0: Did you know this about me, that I don't want, like watching the final episodes of things? I don't like closure sometimes. I like to leave characters
1: in their worlds. I didn't know that about you in final episodes, but I did know that you like to leave characters in in the places that you want to leave them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, basically, I watched a lot of Younger because I could not watch shows. I was drawn far more and had much more success with movies than I did with shows, which I th- found very interesting. Um, but I think it's because I would watch a movie and then take a nap, watch a movie and then take a nap. But shows had like too many episodes.
1: <laughs> it's like, uh, it's your version of high intensity interval training. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so true. Uh, okay,
0: so can I tell you the movies I watched? And then you can just tell me everything that you've been watching. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to tell you because the movies definitely have a theme. I watched Inside Man with Denzel Washington. I watched Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. The Town with Ben Affleck. Gone Baby Gone with Casey Affleck. All of those are like dark, (laughs) dark heist movies, thrillers, action. That's what I was in the mood for. And and I loved all of them. Double Jeopardy, I've seen before, and it did not super hold up on the rewatch. But Naomi Judd died not long ago, RIP. And so I wanted to support Ashley Judd's work. And so I rewatched <laughs> Double Jeopardy.
1: <laughs> it's nice of you.
0: <laughs> so, um, plus I really do like Tommy Lee Jones in movies. Look, all of those movies are great. Inside Band with Denzel Washington, excellent. Almost all of those, I think, I watched on HBO Then I watched Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. Have you seen this?
1: I haven't seen any of these. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) That's not shocking. Uh, But I watched Tootsie, which stars Dustin Hoffman as a struggling actor who can't get a job until finally he decides to dress up as a woman and work on a soap opera. I do not know if by 2022 standards this would be problematic or not. Honestly, it was surprisingly unproblematic in most of the scenes. Um, There are a couple of exceptions. But anyway, I think he won an Oscar for that role. But what I couldn't get over was all my life I've watched Mrs. Doubtfire and thought it was original and no, my friends, Tootsie <laughs> did it
1: first. <laughs> <laughs> Tootsie walked so Miss Doubtfire could run. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I thought. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are we doing? I mean, I love Robin Williams and good for him, but Dustin Hoffman already did this. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. Um, and I will say, I watched Tootsie, I believe, at from the hours of 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. And I laughed okay. heartily multiple times. <laughs> what it's worth. Um, and then I wanted to give you an update because I believe I texted you in a moment of panic like, should I watch To All the Boys I've Loved Before? And you said you could watch the first one, maybe the second one. Well, guess what? I watched them all. Back oh, That back, does not back. surprise me. <laughs> I watched them all and here's what I would like to say. Number one is still the best. Like, as we all know, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, the first movie is almost perfect. It is a great teen rom-com Peter and Lara Jean are lovable and delightful. I love that movie. But you know what? Turns out, like the whole trilogy, did not think that was the case when I watched them kind of spread out, you know, as they released. But now that I've watched them all three in a row, I'm like, no, these were great. I thought they tell a really cute, lovable, wonderful story. And I love them all. Who knew? Number one is is the most relatable, but... watch them when you watch them back to back to back with no stopping and you can really you really get a good sense of these characters and who they are that's what I watched I watched some other things but I don't have to say everything I watched those are the things I watched but I enjoyed <laughs> oh what a wild ride I just couldn't believe I couldn't watch tv but I could watch movies that's interesting okay one night before bed Jordan was like what are you going to watch something comforting? And I was like, yeah, fatal attraction. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like, I cannot believe you watch that. I love the movie fatal attraction. Have you ever seen that? No. What
1: I know you, about it, you
0: know about it and the boiling of the bunny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's great. I love fatal well, Attraction. No, I don't want <laughs> to see
1: that.
0: <laughs> the boiling of the bunny. Isn't great. The movie is great. and, and, in that movie, Glenn Close, I don't know how old the actress was, but in the movie, the character she's playing, this beautiful uh, kind of seductress, is 36. And I was like, well, well there world. you go. <laughs> A
1: You're well for 36-year-olds.
0: <laughs> 36-year-olds still got it. <laughs> 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 what have you been watching?
1: <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> so... I You asked me to do this podcast, and I immediately could not remember a single thing that I have consumed with my eyes. Um, but most recently, I have watched The Bear, like oh. Tomorrow Times 3, so has everyone else. And no spoilers, because I'm pretty sure you haven't finished it yet. I finished it today. Finished oh, today. my goodness.
0: Okay. I had
1: goosebumps at the end. It was phenomenal. I was not so expecting good. to love it so much. Okay. But I brought it up because I have, this is weird, all right? I'm just, I don't even know how to preface this. (laughs) I, okay. (laughs) I find the main character attractive only when he is working in the kitchen.
0: Nowhere else.
1: No. Uh, It's something, something with the hair and with the apron and the doing the kitchen work. I don't know.
0: Although, as he, uh, Seth Myers pointed out in an interview with him, that hair should be in a hairnet
1: photo. Sure. Oh, the 100%. Hair. <laughs> that I, I could not stop thinking about how disgusting everything is and how I do not want to eat any food made mm. by them. But, and I feel like he probably spits a lot when he talks. Um, oh, yeah. But I also think he really looks like Jordan Jones. Okay, well, that's good
0: news for me because I find him extremely attractive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. like, I think he is so attractive, but I think he's blandly handsome. And I, there may be people who push back on that, but I think he's blandly handsome for the reason you just said. Look, like, did you see the New Yorker cartoon? I mean, it's no. a New Yorker cartoon, but it's like a husband and wife in bed. And the husband, the the caption is, so what did yes, chef mean?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so bad. But I think a lot of people find him attractive in the kitchen. And, but I think normally he's
1: just probably a,
0: I think I would always find him attractive, but I think he is what I would call blatantly handsome.
1: Yeah, he, I was so conflicted the entire time because I would go from being like, wow, he's super attractive to being like, I can only see Jordan Jones. I'm
0: dying laughing. Um, maybe if Jordan Jones, the sad part is Jordan's hair would not grow like that jordan's hair is well, a shame because it would be maybe, beautiful maybe with some gel if jordan would ever put anything in his hair can you even imagine jordan chose with gel in his hair that oh, <laughs>
1: oh. would man the world would oh. stop turning
0: <laughs> i loved it i love that show a lot i will also say it's one of those shows that i watch i even watch cheers now this is a sign we've been re-watching cheers I rewatched cheers now and get stressed for Sam Malone because he's a small business owner and there are parts of the bear where I'm, I love it so much, but I'm actively sweating. Cause I'm like, yeah, this is what it's like to be a boss. It oh sucks. my goodness.
1: Okay. Wait, that was another thing. Okay. The accuracy of this show, like whoever, whoever's job it is to do the research for accuracy yeah. did so well because I have not worked in a restaurant like that, but I have worked in fast food and I currently work with a chef. And when I was in fast food, I did go hide in one of those gigantic freezers and cry. (laughs) Everybody's done it. Everyone's done it. And I still have um, those clear containers, clear, I don't know, clear-ish containers. They put leftovers in, they drink water out of it. It was just, man, that's exactly what it's like to work in a kitchen. It was amazing.
0: You know what I do want to start doing? This happened in the last episode where the chef is stressed and he's got like a cup of ice water and he just puts ice water, like he dips his hand in it and puts it on his face. Uh I was like, oh, I got to start doing that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Taking notes. (laughs) That's a great move. Uh, Have you watched anything else? That show is so good. Nothing else like that. I just started Only Murders in the Building. And... Oh, it's good. You know who I love? I love Selena Gomez. She's a great follow on TikTok. You're not on TikTok, but maybe somebody who listens to the podcast is. I think (laughs) she just seems like a really great person. And then you already know this, but I have, I think I'm going to watch The Gray Man for a third time.
0: I think, okay, I almost almost dipped in during quarantine and I was like, should I watch this for a third time? Is three times too much? I don't think it is.
1: I don't think it is either. I mean, and it's gotten mixed reviews, which disappoints me, but you know what? I enjoy it and that's what matters.
0: I enjoyed it too. And here I also will say, I think that could partly have to do with, that's a movie that I think should have been seen on the big screen and you and I did. That's fair. And I'm proud of us. It's just a bit, cause it's such a big action movie. I feel like that's yeah. a, it should have been on the big screen to begin with, but whatever. Oh, okay. I watched a lot of things. I probably should stop watching all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what we're listening to. Can I talk to you about an audiobook? Please do. I want you to listen to it. And then I need us to do a deep dive. It doesn't okay. have to be for the public's consumption. I But I desperately need somebody else to listen to this book. It's called Thank You for Listening by Julia Whalen.
1: Okay, wait, I'm about to listen to that. I haven't okay. downloaded.
0: Great. I almost, in fact, I won't say anything except... I love Julia Whalen as an audiobook narrator. I think she does a wonderful job. I especially love her on an app I use called Audim, A-U-D-M. I don't, I never know how to pronounce it, but anyway, you can listen to news articles and she reads a lot of them. And I actually think that's my favorite version of Julia Whalen because she does a lot of voices, but when she's just reading a newspaper article, she just reads the newspaper article and does a really beautiful job. Anyway, thank you for listening is her second book. She wrote a book called My Oxford Year that I read a couple years ago. I did not love it. Um, I didn't hate it or anything. I just didn't like it. But a lot of people did. And I decided to try this one because it's an audio book. Well, it's a book. It's a rom-com, which I saw somebody on the internet be like, oh, I didn't think this book should have been shelved in romance. No, it is soundly a romance. Now there's a lot going on. There's a lot of other stuff happening. Interestingly, the non-romance parts are my favorite parts of this book. Oh. But basically, it's a rom-com about an audiobook narrator. And obviously, and of course, Julia Whalen is an audiobook narrator. So listening to it was a really meta experience. And I have so many thoughts and opinions that I do not want to share. I want you to go in not knowing anything, and then I want us to talk about it. Okay. So I listened to that book. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. But one of the things the doctor told me when I called and told her I had COVID is to take, she told me to take two 20 20-minute steaming showers a day. And I'm here to tell you that that is now part of my everyday life routine.
1: I think I That's pretty good.
0: I think I will just be doing that from this point forward. Um, but I get bored in the shower. I just feel like showers can be a waste of time. But... <laughs> <laughs> But if you listen to audiobooks, not so much. And so I (laughs) I listened to Thank You For Listening. And then I also listened to an audiobook. I started a new audiobook that I'll mention at the end of the episode. But anyway, so I listened to audiobooks while taking my steamy showers. And I cannot wait to hear what you think of Thank You For Listening. Please report back.
1: I will. I'm going to start it this week. Okay. So an audiobook that I listened to while I was in airports and on airplanes uh is so happy for you by celia lasky if i'm reading my handwriting correctly um i think i told you about this one have you read it yet Mm -mm, i haven't but i kept my air after you told me you read it okay it's it's a quick audiobook listen okay um but it's also it's another wild ride i have been reading a lot of wild rides lately that's interesting but this one, I thought it was going to be kind of like a cutesy bridesmaid story. And it is definitely a bridesmaid story, but it is not cutesy. It is a murder mystery type deal. Oh. <laughs> it takes a turn real fast. And it's like a, it's got a bridezilla from somewhere you haven't heard of before. And it's crazy. Sorry, I thought <laughs> you could come off. <laughs> <laughs> I knew mean, this no one would hear me. I know. Well I saw you doing it and I was like, oh no, I need to stop. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's crazy. It's um I kinda had a heart for the main character who is also um the narrator. And okay. it's just it's another it's weird. It gets bizarre. Um, but I found it entertaining. Okay.
0: Uh, look, I i like audiobooks that are mm, what is my line? It's really nine hours or shorter. Those are my I like a 9 hour oh, yeah. or short of
1: this is fast.
0: This
1: okay, is really fast. Uh, but I also it on 1.7 speed.
0: Sorry.
1: 1. Point, oh god. <laughs> 1.7 speed. Right? Yeah, I've uh I've upped my listening game a little bit. What? How in the world? I don't know. You know, there's only so many hours in a day and I got to read some books. So 1.7 it is. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to. uh, Well, I'm on the highest. I feel like I've ever gone. is one point two.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I can't. I feel like I can't comprehend what's happening. If I listen, I find that surprising. I'm gonna have to now. I want to try one point seven.
1: Well, I moved. I I was on one point five for a long time, and then I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to graduate. And (sighs) one point. I don't think I'm going to go any higher than one point seven.
0: I'm pretty sure my friend Juliana listens around one point seven. I. Oh, gosh, I can't fathom that. But maybe I do think the longer you listen to an audiobook, the more your ear can kind of adjust. Yeah. And so maybe that's part of it. I was just going to say that one, to just go back to the bear, the other thing that I really enjoy, the music from the bear, the show, the bear is fantastic. I wound up adding a couple of different songs from the bear to my summer 2022 playlist. If you have not found the bear soundtrack on Spotify, I highly recommend it. I just think they, whoever was the music editor for that show, did a great job. It's, the music is so good,
1: all around. Good job. Um, yeah. Last last one for me is the song "Lemon Drop" by Rains R A Y N E S. It's just a cute okay. little, cute little song. No idea when it came out. No idea who this person is that sings it. I don't <laughs> I cannot remember where I found it. Um <laughs> but it was it was buried in the depths of my of one of my Spotify playlists that like I never did anything with. It was the only okay. song on the playlist. I I don't, know, oh. I don't know how I found it, but now I listen to it all the time. I love it. It's really cute.
0: Okay, maybe I'll add it to my summer 2022 playlist I have until Labor Day to to finish that one up. It's shaping up to be pretty good. It I mean it's weird, but it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's such a nice time capsule. I
1: know. Of- of of life can't wait to hear what you added during COVID
0: <laughs> I was just thinking I don't think I did any one seconds of the day which is a real shame because it would have been funny to just see seven days of like my ceiling fan
1: <laughs> it's so funny uh, too bad um okay real quick anything you've been buying uh yes two things okay one I bought some stationery from pen and paint always a win I get single cards from her, I get postcards from her, and I get uh, sets of cards from her. And they're all super cute and very affordable. And they arrive very quickly. And she's a great person. <laughs> we love her. <laughs>
0: we love Lindsay. <laughs> uh, her, um, she just posted some really cute postcards that I really like. The, like, Better Days Ahead postcards. I love those.
1: Mm-hmm. I, just, I always buy up all of her summer stuff. Yeah. And throughout the year, because it's my fave. Secondly. This isn't. I mean, it could be kind of a recommendation for you and anyone else. But I bought a sea turtle nest this summer.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was so
1: such a great idea! It's honestly one of my favorite things that I have ever bought. And I say the I say the word bought. What I did was sponsor a sea turtle nest in my mother's Mm -hmm. name for her birthday. So the money that I spent basically just went to the upkeep, safety, and volunteer work of this turtle nest. But um, I bought it in St. George Island, Florida and for her birthday and near her birthday around like on her birthday weekend, we went and we found it and that it was so fun. very special. And I highly recommend find people presents that aren't necessarily something that you can wrap.
0: Yes. Oh, I bet she loved it.
1: She did. I thought that was so cute.
0: Um, look when I would like to just say, I wish Jordan Jones was here so that he could hear me say that I exercised a lot of self-control during quarantine and only bought two things. That's right. Wow. Two things. I have a lot of tabs open of things (laughs) that I found, but I really only bought two things. Actually, I guess three, um, but I spent money at two places. So the first thing I bought was a little card holder. You helped me pick which one, but it can attach to a key ring or whatever from this company called Baguette which I really like. We'll link to it in the show notes. But I followed her for a long time and I really wanted, you know, a bigger bag, but like got to start small. So I bought a little card holder. And then this was, I was so excited about this. She sells a little keychain that has a miniature Phillips head screwdriver and a miniature (laughs) flathead screwdriver.
1: And I am so excited. You would love that oh you're I'm just so gonna excited. be waiting for the time something look it's gonna be months before anything happens and something's gonna happen and you're gonna be like oh don't don't <laughs> worry everybody i've got this you're just gonna whip that thing out and oh i can't off. wait i cannot wait
0: until i get to whip that thing out and be like i've got you <laughs> i've got a screwdriver right here girl scout to the rescue I'm so excited about it. I think it's such a cute, clever idea. It's adorable. It's on a little leather keychain. I'm super excited. So, I got those things from a company called Baguette, a company. She's a one woman show, which I love, women supporting women, you know. Uh, and then the other thing I bought, I feel like this just shows the range of feelings during quarantine. So, I bought, you know, a Phillips head screwdriver keychain. And then I also bought Prayers for Life cards that are like painted cards with prayers on the other side um because I had a lot of feelings this last week um I I hesitate to share this on the podcast this is what happens when you and I record together is I really just feel like I'm just talking to you and Unfiltered. you're welcome everyone maybe when I got home and tested positive for COVID maybe I slammed my hand so hard into the floor of my bedroom that I thought my hand was broken it's not Okay. All right. It's not. I'm fine. Uh, But maybe I had some feelings of rage and also feelings of pity and self-pity and then feelings of gratitude because, you know, we were just on a spectrum of emotions. And I wanted some prayer cards that could maybe help help me navigate those feelings in the future. So I bought those from The Rabbit Room.
1: Oh, I do like The Rabbit Room.
0: I love the rabbit room. And then I did just want to plug the other thing that's in my cart, but I've not yet hit purchase, which is the grace effect. I love their candles and they have a prelude to fall candle because it's not, as for me in my house, it is not yet time for pumpkins. But (laughs) as I've already stated, uh, because I'm trying really hard to just embrace, I think, I think I'm just really trying hard to embrace the season I'm in. And the season I'm in, it's a hundred degrees. My door barely opens and it's August, like it's summer still here, but a prelude to fall candle I'm interested in. And I like the fact that this mother daughter owned company has made this candle that is like, no, it's not yet time for fall, but it is time for late summer things. And I think it's lovely. So I want to buy
1: it. Your COVID buying journey, it does have a theme. What like, is it? You said you just bought a candle, right? That's what that was? Yes. Or you want mm-hmm. to? Mm-hmm. So, candle. I don't know, repair your senses that you lost during COVID,
0: your scripture
1: cards, repair your heart, and then your (laughs) screwdriver, repair your household items or whatever else needs repairing.
0: That's beautiful. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's my word for the year, repair. (laughs) Repair.
1: You, well, okay, but also, I don't know, you're weird right now because I have never seen you not hate August. And you're just like, you know what? This is a season of life that I'm in. This is this is I know. It, this is is what it is. And Let me tell you. You hate August more than anyone I have ever met.
0: You know what fixed it? July sucking so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can only go up from here. <laughs> That's literally my July. Look, there were beautiful moments. There were moments of beauty and grace. It was so rough. July was so rough. That I honestly thought my friends and I performed a burning ritual. (laughs) I say ritual. (laughs) We we just wrote down the things we wanted to leave behind in July and then we burned them. And now we're like, did we curse ourselves? Because the first week of August has not been great. But I really just believe that August has to be better because July was not good. And so surely August is going to be better. And so I'm going to embrace it as the last hurrah of summer. We're going to host reader retreat this weekend. We're going to have a great time
1: right? going to be great. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to make it a great time. COVID aside, August okay, is going to be great. That's right. It can know, August, August is going to be good enough because not everything has that's to right. be great. Good enough.
0: August is going to be good enough. Just like I am just good enough. It's fine. <laughs>
1: it's
0: just, um, hey, thank you. This is <laughs> this great. I feel like I don't even have to schedule therapy. Thanks.
1: <laughs> and that's what I'm here for. <laughs>
0: Like weird uh, to, I know for people who get on this podcast and think it's going to be talk about kid literature. What a ride. <laughs> <laughs> the kids table is just two cousins talking about life. Just Ooh, catching up. So
1: glad you're here. Everybody else just um, keeps dropping on a normal conversation.
0: Yeah, that's right. Thank you guys. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks for listening. This week, I'm listening to all that's left unsaid by Tracy. Leanne Ashley, what are you reading? I'm reading
1: Florida Woman by Deb Rogers.
0: From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at BookshelfTville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Donna Hetchler, Angie Erickson, Cami Tidwell, Chantal Carls, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins,
1: Lori Johnson,
0: Kate Johnston Tucker, Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see Write a Review, and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, you can support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support, Front Porch Friends, Book Club Companions, and Bookshelf Benefactors. Each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.